Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Street Profits Podcast, Episode 8. I'm your host, Luke. I'm excited to be here with you. Um, first, we need to talk about uh, two of our uh, clothing lines here that are sponsors of the program. First is God the Father Apparel. It's God the Father Apparel, which is offering us a discount code of 15% off all your purchases using the discount code Street Profit 15. Also, we have a Saved by Christ Apparel. That's Saved by Christ Apparel, and they're offering a 15 15% discount code for all listeners by using the discount code LUCASW. That's L-U-C-A-S-W uh, for 15% off all your Jesus swag. So you guys go out there and uh, represent your Lord and Savior with those two companies. Thank you. All right, folks, we were um, about to start a podcast on, I was going to do a three-part series on the parable of the prodigal son, and I was looking forward to it, and everything was good, but then... Uh, you know, the, uh, God steps in as he always does. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, doing our social media presence and, uh, we had one, one meme, uh, this past week that took off, um, like I've never seen before, right. It's pretty, pretty awesome stuff. And it's talking about, um, David versus Goliath and faith over fear. And because of such a, the huge response that we got, I decided that, you know, we need to do an episode on that. That's important. Um, so uh, that's that's where we're at here today. I did a little bit of praying, a little bit of studying, and came up with some things, and here we are. Um, so let's start out with, um, you know, the faith of David. And, uh, you know, not just David versus Goliath, but this goes into all our lives, right? So how do we slay the giants in our life? Right? And I came across here four, four points of the story. For those of you who are not uh, big into Bible study or haven't heard the story of David versus Goliath, I mean, it, it's well into our... Uh, culture at this point that people know the gist of David versus Goliath, but um, for those of you who don't know biblically where it's at, it sits in the book of 1 Samuel. Um, chapter 16 talks about uh, the prophet Samuel finding, um, being called by God to find who is supposed to be the next king of Israel, um, and he find, he gets led to the town of uh, Bethlehem, uh, Jesse and his sons, and he meets all these um all these sons, all Jesse's sons, and he isn't called by God to anoint any of them. Um, Samuel asks Jesse, hey, is are these all your sons? And he says, no, there's one, the youngest, who's out in the field uh, tending the sheep. Uh, and he goes, bring him, bring him to me. You know, and they go and they get, and they get this youngest son, and it's David. And immediately God puts it on Samuel's heart to uh, anoint him, right? And when he anoints him, God's spirit, fills up with David and uh, everything's good, right? That's in Samuel 7 or 16. Samuel 17 tells you the actual story of David versus Goliath, right? So if, you, if you're not familiar, please get into your Bibles. I, I love all of us to get in our Bibles every day. Uh, it's not going to hurt you, I promise you that. Um, and uh, read the story of David versus Goliath yourself, right? But uh, the first thing that uh, I took away from David versus Goliath was David will put you, I'm sorry, correction, God will put you where you're supposed to be. So in our in our lives, when we face certain situations and certain things, we don't know exactly, you know, where we're necessarily supposed to be in any given time. But at the same time, when you find yourself in certain situations and you're living your life in a way God intended it to be and you're doing the things you're supposed to be, like prayer and going to church and, um, you know, community with, with Christians and stuff like that, God will continue to, to put you in the right place. These things will just happen. That's how it works. 
Um, and knowing that you're supposed to be the person in that spot because God put you there, right? So you don't have to necessarily worry about it. In the particular story, right, um, how did David come to be in a position to face Goliath, right? How did he even get there? He was just a shepherd boy. He was the youngest son of a, of a, of a dude in Bethlehem. How did he get there? Well, first of all, Samuel was called by God to anoint him, right? So he had to hunt him out and find him. That's, that's the first step, right? And in doing so, when David was filled up with the Holy Spirit, the king at the time of Israel, Saul, um, the, the good spirit left him. He wasn't, he wasn't deemed right to be the king of Israel. And good, um, the, the good spirit left him, and he actually started being tormented by evil spirits. And uh, one of the things that his advisors came up with to help uh, solve this was that a, a musician playing music will help um, Saul when these evil spirits come on him. And one of his advisors say, I heard a boy in Bethlehem who could play the harp, right? So uh, this boy also just so happened to be David. <clears throat> Excuse me. So David um, wound up becoming Saul's servant, right? This is you know, to us seems random, but in God's plan, it's exactly how it was supposed to be, right? And because he became uh, Saul's servant, this is what opened up the door to make it to where David would even be in a position to where he could not only volunteer to to fight Goliath, but also he would be in, the that the king would know him well enough that he would let a boy try to do something like this. So it was a um, very... Seems so circumstantial and random, but it's God putting us exactly where he wants us to be in life, right? So um, my second takeaway uh, was that you, from the story is that you have to be willing to take a stand. And uh, taking a stand, when, when we get put in situations that seem insurmountable, that seem like there's nothing we can do about that, but we also have been living our life right, and we feel like God put us in this situation. It's not, um, it's not for us to to think whether we can do something or not. That's not how this works. That's not how faith works. That's not how God handles our situations for us when when we need these type of you know big faith movements and miracle things to happen. You know, Goliath called out Saul. You that you that don't know the story that well, the the two. Uh, the Philistine army and the Israel army, they met. They were both on these mountains with a valley in between, and they both lined up on their battle lines. And Goliath, who's this huge giant, right, it talks about in the Bible how he has a, a breastplate that weighs, like I think it says, 5,000 shekels or something, which comes out to be, you know, our best estimate is about 500 pounds of, of metal, right? And he's got this huge spear and this helmet, and he's out and he's talking trash to the Israelites, you know, uh, you know, you, any of you, any one of you come out and fight me. And if you kill me, we'll all be your servants. And he's trashing the God of Israel. And, you know, he's out just being a hype man, talking trash. And everybody in Israel is scared to death. The whole army, they're petrified of this giant. No one wants to go out there. Saul, his best warriors, no one. And that's not, that's not how a person filled like a man of God should be acting, Right. It's not um, not how it works. So the David, when he gets put in this situation, right, because David actually was, was back helping his father and gets sent 
to um, get sent to the battle lines um, to give his brother some food. Um, and while he's there, he sees Goliath talking his trash. To, Goliath does this every day for 40 days, right? Comes out, talks trash. You guys won't fight me. Uh, everybody cowers. They walk away, right, and keep preparing for this big battle that's going to happen. Well, David hears this, and he don't want to have nothing to do with fear. That's not, he, does, he never sees Goliath as a giant. He sees Goliath as someone that is trashing the living God, right? The God of Israel, the almighty, the maker of heaven and earth. And that outweighs any fear that he might have about this big guy because he knows no matter how big and strong Goliath is, his God is stronger, right? And that's how we all need to be put in these situations to help make that stand, right? Um, So, the next thing I come across here is uh, make use of your talents. So now we're talking two armies, a giant who's been a warrior his whole life. It says right there in First Samuel that um, he's been he's been battling since his youth, and David is just a youth, right? That sounds wildly like impressive compared to what David is, right? David's just a sheep herder. But what are what are what are David's talents, right? What did what did God give him? Well, number one, God gave him huge faith, which is his greatest weapon in all of this. Um, but he also, you know, he made him a, a a talented musician, which put him in this position in the first place to be in Saul's uh, serv- to be Saul's servant. And he also, as a shepherd, as a shepherd, he taught him um, how to defend his sheep, right? Which he did with his staff. Um, he did with his staff and he did with his slingshot, right? So those, those talents, even though they don't seem to fit the situation, those talents are exactly what he needed to handle the situation. God gave him those tools. That's not by accident. You know, it's, it's not by accident at all. Um, God, um, it talks about in the story that <clears throat> when um, David says he's going to go fight him, that the that Saul tries to give him his armor, right? His his shield, his his sword, his helmet, his body armor, and uh, David accepts it gladly because he like I'm going to go fight this guy, but at the same time, uh, he realizes he can't move. He's not comfortable. It doesn't work for him, and the what he realizes is that that's not who he's supposed to be. So he takes it off, and he takes his staff, and he takes his his slingshot with his five stones, and that's what he goes out to um, fight Goliath with. There's um, that's how we need to understand ourselves in in life too when we face our giants, right? God, I promise you, if God has put you in a situation where he you have this obstacle in your life, there is there is no time ever that God will not put you in a situation with the tools you need to handle the job. So instead of worrying about, I need this or I need that, or I can never do this because I don't have the tools necessary. Maybe look back at what you do have and what God has given you and pray hard about it and see that the answer is probably right there in front of you. He wouldn't give you a job that you couldn't tackle. So, um, 
moving on from that, my last and final point is I have here about faith over fear and what does that actually mean, right? So the biggest thing I would say over all this is remembering that your God is bigger than your fears. So no matter what obstacle you're facing, no matter what life circumstances come your way, that your God is bigger than that. Your God is stronger than that. Our God is an awesome God. And if he can drop the walls of Jericho, if he can help slay a giant, if he can part the sea, if he can move mountains, why can't he help you get that job? Why can't he help you make that move? Why can't he help you find the strength to get out of that abusive relationship? Why can't he give you the strength to put down that needle? Your faith has to be stronger than your fear because your faith is in a almighty God. And that is the most important point I would want to press upon you in this podcast. Um, The other thing I have written down here is faith is not a percentage type of thing. You can't sit here and go, well, God's going to help me because I'm, you know, I'm about 35% faithful. You know, it's not a cell phone battery, folks. That's not how it works. You either have faith or you don't. It's a hundred or it's zero. Faith is belief in something that is not seen. So if you believe in God, if you believe that he's here for you and you believe that he can do all things, that's foot down on the gas pedal, mash down as hard as you can, going a thousand miles an hour. It's not, I'm going to tiptoe out on the water and see if I can walk on it. That's not how this works. I know faith works. If God is willing to give you all of himself to accomplish these things that you can never accomplish on your own, all he's asking for you is to give back 100% of that faith, to, to stand there with him side by side and, and say, this is my God. He is almighty, and he can do all things, and that will never change. From the beginning of time to the end of time, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, he is there, and he is strong, stronger than anything life can throw at me. And that's an amazing thing, folks, and, and we need to remember that and take advantage of it. Life is hard. Life is rough. There are times when we all for, you know, lose sight of the glory of God and we get stuck in the ways of this world and we feel lost and confused and hurt. And that's the time when we need to dig down deep and get back to God because God is right there waiting for us. He's right there to help us and he's right there to help us slay the giants. So uh, I would like to say that um, when you do get lost, when you do get into those situations where you, you've lost your way and you, and you can't find the tools that God's given you and everything, get back into prayer Pray hard about it. Pray for, pray for help. Pray for peace. Pray for um, bringing God back into your life. And, and do it often and all the time. And I promise you, he'll get you back in the right direction. He'll bring the person you need in your life to help you. He'll, he'll show you the signs that you need um, to keep you on the, on the right track. These things will happen, but you have to open your eyes to see them. You have to be looking. You have to, to have a uh, I talk about eyes of your heart open to the Lord so you can see these things or you're going to miss it and you're going to stay right back in that in that cycle, that rut of, of fear and loneliness and walking outside the word and nobody wants that. 
Nobody wants that. So let's let's stick with it together. Like I, I tell you every episode, we're here at the Street Profits. We're here for you. If you need if you need help, you want to talk, you need prayer, uh, you need help with anything, you reach out to us through the uh, Gmail account, through Facebook. Uh, we have an Instagram account now, so please follow that. And uh, reach out to us anytime. We would love to help you. So let's send this... Uh, Let's send this bad boy in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you've done for us today and uh, what you do for us every day, Lord. You're an amazing God, and uh, we just want to recognize that and shout that to the rooftops that you can do all things, and uh, there's nothing that we can do without you, Lord, and anything we can do with you. And we thank you, and we pray for you, Lord. We pray for those who are hurting right now and those who are suffering, Lord, that you give them protection and peace of heart and mind, Lord, and that uh, you help all of us from the day to day, Lord, so we can be closer with you and in you. In Jesus Christ's almighty name I pray. Amen.